0: Sorry, I just said something really funny.
1: (laughs) Welcome to the Let's Go Racing Family Podcast. Sharing our love through NASCAR, running, and just racing through life. Hosted by Sebastian, Giovanni,
0: Karen, Tony, and me, Johan.
2: Each week, we'll talk about our view of the world through the lens of racing.
3: Welcome back, Let's Go Racing Family, to another episode of our podcast. This week, we're going to be recapping the Sonoma Race, the All-Star Open, and the All-Star Race, which had pretty similar winners. But we're also going to be talking about the next race that's coming up this weekend, which is going to be the return of Nashville. And also making our race picks.
0: Nashville Speedway. So um, the track closed down in 2011.
4: And now it's reopening after 10 years. So I'm super excited to go to the Music City to watch NASCAR.
1: So let's start off with Sonoma, which um, let's just rip the Band-Aid off. This was a Kyle Larson race. Like seriously, Kyle won. Larson
0: won stage one. Kyle Larson won stage two. Kyle Larson won the race. And the thing and was, it was on my birthday, and I wanted yeah, Chase I, to I win. Yeah, I actually,
3: it's sad because <laughs> Chase was like right there, second place with them almost the entire race, and near the end, and I was actually pulling for Chase to win. I wanted Chase Elliott to win the race, and you know, I was pretty sad that he didn't. And you I heard was like, it, come folks, on, man.
2: Giovanni was actually rooting. I was literally for Chase pulling Elliott for him. To win. Why,
3: why though? Why? These are confusing times. Because I, I just wanted Chase to win. It had
4: nothing to do with your brother's birthday? Oh, yeah, that too. Oh, yeah, that <laughs> too. You didn't want his favorite driver to win?
0: Well, I wanted my favorite driver to win on my birthday. That has been something on my bucket list. Did Jimmy Johnson ever do that? I don't think so. So that's something I want um to do with my new favorite driver. That's one of the things...
2: That will I hope will be promised. Okay, you hear that, Chase Elliott? No pressure, but you need to win on Johan's birthday. I gotta have or a race. Gonna it's super gonna be a few years
4: you. before there's a race <laughs> on that Sunday.
1: Another notable thing about Sonoma this week is that they used a different track style. Usually, with Sonoma, there's two tracks, and track one is the one the NASCAR usually does, but track two is the one that I believe IndyCar and the Open Wheel. Yeah, racers do, IndyCar and that's the it. one that NASCAR used this week. So it was very different to see them drive.
2: And actually, so what, was, one, what was the
0: difference? One, so basically, um in NASCAR, the one that they usually do, you go downhill into a do like, a turn that is like a small straightaway. Then you go into the turn into the S's. But in this, you go in. Come when you go downhill, coming into that lump, like you actually you make a, like a really sharp you turn. A, you make a turn, and then you make, and then you get out of like that part of the infield and then go to the S's and then you're in the
2: normal part of the track. So it's like, is that like what they call the hairpin where you have that like sharp turn?
3: Yeah, it's kind of like instead of going all the way out for this one, the course that they ran went inward and then came back out. Yeah, they basically cut through the track, you could say.
2: It was
0: super cool. That's actually the one you can race in in NASCAR Heat 4 and NASCAR Heat 5. Okay.
4: Now, can I just ask, do you guys know, was the track length any different because of the change like was it a longer race it was, or was a, shorter it a shorter race because th- the okay. usual race yeah, i think is
0: 110 laps but because of this they and they shorted it down 20 laps to 90
4: but the track that they drove the distance, was it? Lo- you mean the distance on the, the track the was that longer or shorter i would think it would be longer if they cut the race down in laps
0: i think it's longer because
4: they cut yeah the- it,
3: it, it is longer because they're like add it it adds more length to it okay yeah that's what i was getting to
4: okay interesting well yeah it was a kyle larson show and you're right i mean chase was the only one that really had anything um at any point in the race uh for him uh he actually led only one time but he was the second most laps led uh chase elliott led 13 laps but again it was
0: 13 laps and he was the second
4: and he was the second most
0: how many did kyle larson lead
4: Fifty-seven out of what did you say? Ninety-two. He ninety, learned. and that I mean that is a lot at a road course. Another dominating weekend. The Coke Six Hundred. Hendrick swept the
0: stages.
2: He just swept the stages in the Coke Six Hundred, and he swept them in this one. Let's uh, touch on our race picks, and Tony, I want you to go last because your race pick there was a bit of controversy yes. with that. So let's begin. Okay. So I'll start with myself. I picked uh, Martin Truex Jr. I mean, he finished third, which is great because I got points, but you know, I figured he'd, he'd be doing, he would do well. So despite the fact that I let you pick first, Sebastian, I still got a good third place finish with, um, with Martin Truex Jr. I do want to note one thing about this race. Cause this was, uh, Sonoma is a, is a road course. The last road course was Coda, which was pretty much in the rain. And I had picked, um, Kurt Busch for that race, and somebody was question. People were you guys were questioning me as to why I picked him, and I said, well, because he is a road course racer. He's one of the the, the best ones, and he actually finished seventh here in Sonoma. So I just wanted to put that out there that that's the reason why I chose him. And him I think, and I no, I think that had there not been any rain at Coda, I think I would have gotten points because I think that he would have done good or done well. Excuse me. Okay, so let's go on with uh, um, Johan. Who did you pick, and where did he finish? I picked Christopher Bell. At first, I was like, oh, I'm not getting, I'm
0: definitely not getting points, because, um, like, he went into pits to get his to get something, because he had something wrong with his car, and then he leaves, and then he's back up there, and then he's running 10 I'm like, oh, yes! I'm actually going to do it! I'm finally going to get points! Because back what happened is that uh, I picked him at uh, Coda, and it didn't end so well. But I'm like, Finally, I'm gonna get points with this kid. He's gonna have a long potential, and then a caution, um, a caution, um, wave happened. Caution after cautions, and one of the cautions, he got wrecked, and I got no points, and I was so sad. All right, Gio, who
3: was your pick? <laughs> I picked Joey Logano to actually get me some points, and what do you know? He did. He actually did pretty good. He was up there and he actually got me a fourth place. Now, the thing I find weird about this is recently, for the past few weeks, Johan and I have been trading but uh, third and fourth place because he, I'll get two and he gets zero. The next week, he'll get two and I get zero. So it's, it's just been this weird thing, this weird pattern I've noticed that's been going on between us. It's kind of funny. But yeah, I got a fourth place and got two points with Joey.
2: And Sebastian, I gave you my first place last week. Did it help?
3: Oh, yes, it did. I picked Chase Elliott,
1: and he got me second. I got points, finally. You know what that means, right? You're no, back in the game. Yeah, I'm back in the game, and there's no um be- force trying to stop me. You're
4: not the jinx that we thought you were.
1: I got a second chance.
4: <laughs> and I'm I was, coming for I, all of you I now. I was getting a little <laughs> nervous. Anytime Chase would get around any kind of trouble or go around those turns, I'm like, if that boy spins out, (laughs) never again, Sebastian.
2: All right, and Tony, who was your pick?
4: So I actually picked Danny Suarez. And I was feeling really good throughout that race. He was running top 10. And late in the race, I felt like he might even break into the top five. But as they say, you got to finish the race. And it, it doesn't matter what you're running throughout the race. It's what you're running on that last lap. And as we're watching, you know, the the, the laps winding down. Well, as we're watching it, I'm watching the, the, the drivers in the standings. And all of a sudden, Danny Suarez drops like a rock. I'm like, oh, my goodness. He must have gotten caught up in someone's mess. And on the last lap, that's horrible because there's no recovering on a track like that. It's like a freight train. They're going to pass you.
0: Honestly, the only way we on track, if that happens to you, Daytona or Talladega.
4: Yeah, well, but even on the last lap, I mean, if that happens, you're done. So we're watching it, and then they show, uh, they I don't know if it was during the last part of the race or after it was over, they showed that Danny Suarez had bumped Michael McDowell in the 34 car on that last hairpin turn right before the start-finish line. And I thought, that's kind of unusual. Um, for that to have happened. And then I started thinking, wait a second. McDowell was behind Suarez at the beginning of the restarts, the last two restarts. And then we just see on the very last turn or near the last turn, Suarez is bumping McDowell. Something was up. And I knew something was up. And it's funny because there were on Twitter, there wasn't a lot of chatter, but there were a few people that had chimed up Wow, that's a bad move. What like he dumped McDowell. That's, you know, bad. And there were people that are upset or whatever. You see all that. But I I just following Danny Suarez, getting to know him as a fan, I just, something didn't feel right. I knew something was up.
2: Yeah, that's not something he would no. just do, like bump somebody and, and, out. But
4: it also didn't make sense. He was in front of McDowell the entire time, the last two restarts. And then all of a sudden he's now behind him and right. bumping him. It didn't make sense. Well, lo and behold. Out comes the video that McDowell nearly, well, not nearly, he drove Danny Suarez off the track. He went wide and he didn't give him any room and he basically pushed him into the dirt. That Mm -hmm. was a low blow move. And the thing that I get frustrated about it is McDowell has been painted as this Mr. Nice guy because everybody loves him and oh, shucks kind of attitude. And, you know, he won the Daytona 500 underdog and all this other baloney. And yet he does stuff like this. Remember, this is the same guy. That wrecked Bubba Wallace Who in decided Bristol. it was a good idea to turn left into Bubba Wallace in an all-star race. Because he got frustrated because people were passing him. I saw him purposely wreck Bubba Wallace. And then we saw the replay after people quickly jumped on the, oh, why is Danny is doing that um, line? And then video comes out to prove that, no, Danny Suarez was driving his race and McDowell decides the only way I'm going to get in front of Suarez is I'm going to drive him off the track. And what's fascinating is that Suarez had to drop back. He lost several spots. And yet he's that much better of a driver. When McDowell lost his spots, he was able to spin him out. And then McDowell ended up finishing out of the top 25. And then Suarez is the one who actually got himself back up into 12th, which, you know what? It wasn't a points day for me. I don't care. I'm glad he salvaged something. And I'm also glad he stuck up for himself because I will tell you this, and this is a lesson for my boys that are sitting around this table. And we've talked about this. We don't want to ever want to bully anybody, right? We want to respect people. But we also don't ever want to be bullied because if you let a bully bully you, It's never going to end, and then everybody's going to see that, and everybody's going to take advantage. And you can say whatever you want about the Tony Stewart's of the world, the Kevin Harvick's of the world, even the Joey Logano's of the world. The one thing you can't say, they will not stand down. If somebody tries to bully, they're not going to just take it, and they get respect. And you know what about Joey Logano? The thing about Joey Logano is a lot of drivers may not like him because of the way he drives or whatnot, but they're not going to mess with him. Because if they do, they know they're going to get it returned. The same thing with Harvick. The same with, with Kyle Busch. The same thing with Tony Stewart when he drove. It's called respect. And Danny Suarez is building it on the track. And I'm sorry. I know McDowell is a fan favorite because of the old shucks, everybody likes him, underdog attitude. But he, he's proven on a couple of lo- uh, occasions the last two years. He's not all that he's cracked up to be.
2: Hey. Speaking of standing up, wasn't there an issue with McDowell like coming yeah. up to Danny Suarez? Like Infinity in in Series. Yeah. And the was trying thing. to get all up in his and face. He tried to
4: get up all in his face with his helmet on.
2: Oh, and Suarez was,
4: went to talk to him. That and then happened tra- in the Cup had, Series. W- no, was it the Cup Series? Yeah,
0: it was qualifying, and this was in 2019. Suarez go, was mad because because Suarez did something when they were qualifying. So wait, Suarez was mad or McDowell was mad? Suarez was mad because McDowell messed him up on his qualifying lap, and then he just went to to um to like um talk to him and like and shove him a bit, and then McDowell o- overreacted and like attacked him. And so- what
4: did Suarez do? Tossed him to the ground. Tossed him to the ground. Swados
0: just shoved him a bit, and then they go like just like attacked him. I don't even think Swados
4: shoved him. So look, I'm not advocating for fighting. You know, I you know, I would you know I tell you boys, it's better to walk away and 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 just let it go than to fight. But at the at the same time, if somebody is going to get in your face and disrespect you time and time again, you got to stand up for yourself. Because if you don't, they're never going to respect you. And again, all those drivers are named and there's plenty of drivers. I think pretty much if you're going to be successful in NASCAR, you need to be able to stand up for yourself because if not, they're going to keep bumping you and they're going to keep pushing you out of the way and you need to be aggressive just right back. And I applaud Suarez for not taking that. And I'm so grateful that Bowman had a camera (laughs) on his car because it was Bowman's camera that showed exactly what happened because if not, the 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 NASCAR media had already jumped to the gun of oh look at Swat is dumping McDowell and I'm a fan just sitting at home we're not at the race this that weekend watching it and I'm even thinking this doesn't make sense just not even thinking that McDowell had wrecked him it just didn't make sense that he had dropped back behind these drivers bottom line is Swat is nearly got wrecked dump McDowell return to favor. Just a reminder, don't mess with me or you're going to get messed with. And that's part of NASCAR. And the lesson is Rubbin's racing, Rubbin's racing. We're going to have respect for you, but you're going to have to have respect for me. And that's the thing that Kyle Busch has said. Kevin Harvick has said. I heard it time and time again. I'm going to race you as hard as you race me.
2: So, Johan, before we move on to the next race, who were the top five finishers at Sonoma?
0: In fifth, it was Kyle Busch.
2: In fourth, it was Joe
0: Logano. In third, it was Martin Truex Jr. In second, it was Chase Elliott. And in first was Kyle Larson. One thing, I felt bad for Kyle Larson at first with all these seconds. But now, I don't re- I'm don't. i just getting tired of him
2: uh, winning. Like, can you just go back to getting seconds? So this was race number three. Win, the third win for Kyle, Kyle Larson. Larson of the season.
4: And the way he's going, I just don't think it's going to be the last one that he wins this year.
3: And with that, let's move on to the All-Star Race and the All-Star Open.
1: Quickly to talk about the All-Star Open, it was basically three segments that determined the four drivers who would go into the All-Star Race. Ross Chastain, Tyler Reddick, and Eric Armirola raced their way in. And Matt Benedetto was the fan vote, and he got in.
0: And unfortunately, there was something with Danny Suarez. Um, he was racing, and then Jones spun. He got involved. So I don't blame, I don't blame Jones, but I blame him a bit. But I, and I also blame Briscoe because they were racing aggressive. But keep your aggressiveness to the all-star race if you get in.
4: Yeah, but at the end of the day, didn't they say that, I mean, first of all, it's Texas. It was super hot. And what did that hap- What was going on with the track? Yeah, they kept slick.
2: saying that it was slippery. Yeah, it was yeah. slick, and I mean, they think kept about it.
4: super slick because it was so. Their hot. tires
2: weren't sticking. The traction and wasn't
4: there. Yeah, that, that that was part of
2: it. One thing.
0: So, so why did Suarez get involved? Is it a spotter? Because a spotter tells him where to go. So someone may not to go to Nashville this weekend. No,
4: I can't blame the spotter. Look, at the end of the day, when cars are spinning and you're going hundreds of miles an hour. And sometimes you 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 if you go up the, the the racetrack you think that's the smart thing and the car may turn back up. If you go down and he
2: just didn't actually go down he
4: just went straight into like it like
2: fast enough, he yeah. Was probably
4: hoping that the car was gonna clear out of his way and it just didn't happen. And it sucks because I was hoping it for him to uh to do well. He was he was near the front and you know, it, it just worked out that way.
0: And then the all-star race had um
4: and oh, one other thing I will say about Danny is part of the reason why he was where he was was they missed the setup and they even talked about it like I was on Twitter and they said, you know, it was just far too loose. And that's why he started, I think, like eighth.
2: Yeah, he was towards the front and, and fell back. Mm-hmm.
4: Had they gotten the car tightened up and they were looking to do that, it might have been a different outcome. But clearly, yeah, um, he was just and in o- the wrong place, at the wrong. time.
2: And of course, he was our family fan favorite, right? Voted yeah. for him.
4: We did vote for him.
2: So,
1: now for the all-star race. Johan, why don't you tell them about the all-star race?
2: So, the first thing,
0: well, it was super cool. They were playing, like, a song. And then, as immediately as the song finished, they they dropped the green flag. And it was super cool because, like, I've never seen that happen. And it was just really cool. And then... Um and then like we I saw a lot of like drifting like it, Christopher Bell dr- uh, like spun but then saved it that happened a bit in the All Star Open
1: yeah there was a lot of cool stuff for the beginning of the All Star race like they had the drivers come out with through a um old west door to like the saloon or bar and then they also had this where they edited NASCAR interviews to have them sing All Star by Smash Mouth. Which, yeah, that was
2: pretty cool yeah. too. That was how they sick. took clips and just put them together and I actually tried searching
0: it up on YouTube, couldn't find it.
1: But like the Sonoma race, it was Kyle Larson who ended up taking home the victory.
2: So we didn't do race picks because it's the All-Star, it's not a points race. But and but we did at the beginning of the race talk about who we thought was going to win and I said Larson was going to win this race.
4: It was going to be between Larson and 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 Chase. I mean, they were like all year they've been really the top cars and uh I don't know why I was talking to you guys about this. I, for some reason, thought this was going to be a road course, too. I guess we got so many road courses. I thought, oh, they're doing a road course at Texas. But it was, uh, you know, the the traditional awesome. one and a half mile uh trioval. And, you know, really, no one's been better. No organization has been better than Hendrick. Uh, they're on a hot streak. And so it's not surprising that a Hendrick car ended up taking home the victory. It was just a matter of which one. And it looked like Kyle just he just had too much for everybody. And and there wasn't any, it didn't matter how many inverting situations were going to happen. Kyle Larson was going to find his way back up to the front.
0: What you said about the inverting Kyle Larson, he didn't really dominate this race as much as he did with Sonoma. He, it, the inverts dropped him back and he had to work his way up. So it was, it was actually a fun, a fun all star race because we didn't just see Kyle Larson win or Kyle Larson won the stage. Kyle Larson won the stage. Kyle Larson won the stage.
2: Kyle Larson won the race. That's true. The inversions did help to kind of flip people or drivers around. But, um, and there were how many inversions? Four, right? What if they did inversions usually? So like the scrubs get into the fronts.
4: Well, that that's the point, right? If you're in last place, I mean, that's how at one point in time you had Amarola um, running the he was leading the race because he was he's running last and then they did the inversion. And then all of a sudden he was uh, taking the green flag leading the race. Actually, he never led a full lap, but he was um, in first place uh, because of the inversions. So, I, again, I, I think, Johan, you might have touched on this earlier with the performance of Sammy Hagar, uh, where he he performed the song, I Can't Drive 55. And I thought that was really cool because it literally led right to the start of the all-star race. And that's how they took the green flag. That is actually one of the coolest uh, entertainment features that NASCAR has ever done. And I really hope they do it again. If anything, keep it as a NASCAR tradition or do it at another significant race. But I thought that was really, really cool. What
0: about the Daytona 500 or the championship race?
4: Maybe that would be cool, too. Any of the
0: crown jewels. Any
4: of the crown jewels. Dude, I just thought it was super cool to have a guy rocking out on his electric guitar as these guys are coming down. I mean, honestly, the race to do it would have been Nashville uh, that's coming up because, you know, of uh, uh, being known as the music Music city. Music city. Anyway, I thought that was super cool. Um, and uh little trivia, that song, I Can't Drive 55. What movie was that from? Remember, I was Back asking to you the guys, future, Back part to the Future Part Back to the Future Part 2, yes. Nobody knew. I thought you guys were going to get it easy. I but. knew the
0: song because I heard it once because I went to my friend's house and I, he played the song. I heard it
4: once. Well, I thought it was super cool. And uh, I hope NASCAR does something like that
3: again. Imagine if they still did the championship at Homestead. Pitbull literally singing one of his songs right before the green flag. That would be so cool. That would
4: be that would be super cool. All
3: right, with that, Sebastian,
4: where are we going next week? We are going to the Nashville Super
1: Speedway, a track from the NASCAR Xfinity Series Pass and one that has never been driven on in the Cup Series. It was actually closed back in 2011 and is now reopening for 2021 where the Cup Series will do their first race.
2: Hmm, 10 years ago.
1: Yeah, it gets crazy. 10 years ago.
2: Yeah, this race is actually going to be the debut race of the reopening of the Nashville Super Speedway. And the best part of this race is that we are going to
0: literally be at the track. And he said, we are going to be at, uh, when we're going to Nashville, we are actually going to the race. It's going to be fun.
3: Literally going to the race.
4: We are First race of 2021. And... We're also going to be bringing some close friends with us. Yeah, it'll be the first time they've ever gone to a NASCAR event, and we're going to take them to their hometown track to watch some NASCAR, and so we're super excited about this. This is our first race of the year, of the season. Normally, we go to Daytona during Speed Weeks and either see uh, one of the qualifying races or the 500, uh, but we hadn't done that this year. And so this is our first race of the year uh, in this uh, new post-COVID world that we're in. And one of the best parts is that we're in a time now that a lot of folks have been vaccinated. And because of that, a lot of the physical distancing, the, the mask wearing, uh, you know, all of those uh, protocols are going to be a little bit more relaxed. And it's going to feel like going to a race pre-COVID. And I'm super excited to be there and not have to worry about wearing a mask and, and just enjoying the race. Because of science. I could not be more excited to start our, our at-track season for our family at Nashville this coming weekend.
2: It's gonna be fun.
4: And rock and roll.
2: That's actually one of my favorite things about this track is the trophy. So aside from Miles the Monster at Dover, this would be another one that if I was a NASCAR driver, I would so want to win. Don't because worry, Because it is a guitar because of the music city.
0: Don't worry, mom. Once I won my second race there, I'll give you the trophy. But once I win my first race, I'm going to do what Kyle Bush no, did. No, that is so
2: horrible. Smash Dude, that drum. was massive. That was your guitar. Really oh,
3: oh, my word. That you was actually what? kind of funny but sad at the
4: Maybe same time. Maybe I should time. save this for my picks. But I, if Kyle Bush, I hope he shows maturity if he wins. And he doesn't do what he did years ago when he took a guitar. And it was a custom-made guitar I statue. I want him to smash it. And he smashed it to bits. It that was, was funny. Horrible. That was not funny. How it is it horrible? horrible? It because so somebody sad. had spent hours and hours to create this beautiful piece of art out of a beautiful musical instrument. And the first thing that Kyle Bush thought was a good idea was to smash it to bits. Oh, this was a one of a kind trophy. And he broke it. Imagine and, and, and your mom might do this because she she thinks it's an ugly trophy. But, you know, God forbid <laughs> That clock, if, if, the if grandfather somebody would clock, take an axe to that clock, how NASCAR would freak out. I love that clock. And you take a beautiful guitar and smash it? Like, come on, Kyle. I I'm love- sure he's going to be, he, obviously, he wants to win every week. But I'm sure he has matured. He will not do that again. Honestly, I, I'm almost willing to guarantee if Kyle Busch is in victory lane, he does not smash that guitar.
0: One thing, by the way. I'm just going to say, if I win multiple times at Martinsville, I'm giving you all grandfather clocks because that is, like, one of my favorite trophies of all time.
4: All right. With that, let's make our race picks for the Music City. And actually, what is the the, the sponsor? I think it's Ally, right? The this Ally, Ally 400. 400. The Ally 400 at the Music City Speedway or Nashville Super
2: Speedway. Is it Super Speedway? Yeah, Super yeah. Speedway.
4: Nashville Super Speedway. And actually, what's an
3: interesting fact about it? Did you guys talk about this?
2: It's the longest cro- concrete track.
3: And it's also owned by the company that owns Dover. Yeah, it's Which by is Dover
2: also more-
4: interesting because we were trying to figure out there isn't another. They're already in Dover. There's not a second Dover races here. We're like, we didn't understand why. That's how Nashville got its date. Yes, the Dover, the com- Nashville the race, the re- Dover said no, nope. is
2: replacing the second,
4: the second Dover, Dover date race, with this one was a little disappointment because we were wanting to go to the second Dover race because it's up in near Philly. But paraphrasing Thanos
1: here, it's a small price to pay for Nashville.
2: It's the Let's Go Racing Family Picks of the Week.
4: We're going to make our race picks for Nashville. Karen, I guess you go first. You're leading.
2: That's right. I do go first because I am in the lead. So this track at Nashville, it's the first time that the Cup Series is going there. It's a 1.3 mile, so one and a third mile concrete. And I am going to go with a Hendrix car. I was thinking of picking a uh, recent winner of Hendrix, but I think I'm going to go with the runner up of last week's race or the week before. I'm going to go with the number nine of Chase Elliott.
4: Chase Elliott. Well, can't go wrong with Chase. Defending champion from last year. All right. I guess I'm going next. You know what? I'm just going to do it. I'm picking Kyle Busch because I want to see what he does this year. If he were to win that guitar trophy, I want to see that he matured and not smash it to bits. Giovanni. Who are you picking to win this week at Nashville?
3: I'm going to put this plain and simple. I can't pick Joey. I'm going to pick him next week, probably. Maybe. I don't know. But this week, I'm going to pick up Martin Truex Jr. Martin Truex Jr. That is an excellent
4: pick. He was actually one guy I was thinking about going with.
3: I knew it. Okay, so I knew that was Johan's backup of Kyle Busch, and that was my third backup if Kyle Busch and Chase Kelly got taken. All right, right. Johan. Johan
2: seems to be very excited. He is super
3: excited. I think he's got
4: who he wants. Who are you picking to win this week at Nashville?
0: If you count the all-star race, he's going to win four in a row. Net Kyle Larson.
4: All right, Kyle Larson. I can't believe he fell to fourth in a picking order this week. But wow, Johan, it might have fallen right in your lap. All right, Sebastian, bring us home. Who do you have winning this weekend at Nashville? I'm going to go with the number four car of Kevin Harvick. I know Stuart Haas hasn't been doing well,
1: but if you take a look at the past races in the Xfinity Series driven by NASCAR, Kevin Harvick has won twice there. So he knows how to drive here, and I think
4: he's going to bring home victory. All right, there you go. Those are our race picks for this weekend at Nashville Super Speedway. All right, so those are our race picks. Uh, This weekend, again, will be an exciting uh, track and race for us to visit. First time we've ever been to the Nashville Super Speedway. It's actually a smaller track. I was looking at it, and typically for NASCAR races, fans uh, can fill the stands up to eighty to 100,000 fans. The capacity is actually, I think the max, and I don't even think they'll be close to that, is 38,000 if they add seats. The regular like permanent seating capacity is only 25,000 seats. To put that in perspective, a basketball stadium is about 20,000, 18 to 20,000 seats. A football stadium is anywhere from 70 to 100,000 seats. So this is like normally you get at least a football stadium size crowd, usually a little bit bigger than that every week at NASCAR. This is a basketball stadium size crowd. So a lot smaller, I think part of it too, when they started selling the tickets, we didn't know what was going to happen in Nashville uh, because of COVID and, and and physical distancing and all of that. So obviously things have changed for the better and we're super excited about that. Hopefully it'll be a, a packed stadium or packed track with a lot of exciting fans, excited fans, looking forward to the return of Cup Series Racing to Nashville. With that, Giovanni, why don't you take us out?
3: That's going to wrap up this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening on In. Please consider subscribing, checking all of our socials and following them, and download all of our podcast episodes. Let's get Racing Family out.